Welcome to the Self-Evident <laughs> Podcast. What is going on? We don't know. Good night. What are we doing? You think we'd have this done by now? Two two years of this. Who's running this two-bit show anyway? This little uh, franchise uh, of ours over yeah. here. What are we doing? Somebody out there. Right? It's not us. So I, I'm, I'm being told, run, do it, and then not do it. So, hey, guys, you that are tuned in, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button when you're on YouTube, if you're on BitChute, if you're on Apple iTunes, if you're on all that stuff. Um, um, so when you're on these platforms, guys, check us out. We got some new stuff. 1776truth.store. You can find out all of our new guys. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see the new sweatshirt and the new T-shirt, bro. Yeah, bro, yeah. Awesome. It, it, uh, and, and I don't know. I don't think we have, have a graphic on here because we were trying to trying to sit. And I'm, I, I, I'm terrible with secrets. I really am. And so you're going to love it. So we have all that new stuff. Also, if you go on to our new website, website, website theselfevidenttruth.com, uh, you guys can find out a lot of our events that are going on here in the future. We've got seven big ones this year. Uh, Mike's going to be going out and touring over here. My boy, Mike. Mike in the house. Right? we got Richard <laughs> producing our show. We are lit right now. We just had a really good meeting uh, with all of our team, and God is moving, and it's awesome. So we've got a lot going on. Going. Again, if you don't follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Parler, what else? Twitter, Twitter all that all self-evident ministry. Yeah. You guys can go on there. Uh, find out some more information guys please please tell us where you're from right now share this video we know we've been throttled we've been throttled a lot recently i think when we yeah. started hitting the great reset stuff which is fine but guys comment below share this video we'll give you three to five seconds to hit that share button get it out to your friends because the more we go the, the better we grow all right let's count this down ready five one four two three three two four <laughs> five <laughs> we did it huh? what do you think of that what do you think of that so here we are guys we are doing the best we can so we just did a, a, a conference here yeah. um, last thursday we so this is our follow-up podcast to that we had a lot of questions that came in uh some really dynamite questions again comment where you're from below we'll give you a shout out please write your questions down below we will get our best to answer them so we had a really awesome conference uh that was very um more enlightening to, to us i think it was really encouraging to see yeah. people do want to know their rights uh, which is really awesome. So we were there. Uh, uh, Abe Liver, I, you know, Mike, you spoke uh, on 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 more more of the laws that people use uh, and yeah, what the, the courts arguments. are using. Kind of the uh, what do they call them? A case law yeah. uh, of 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 justification for vaccinations. Where uh, I just came in and and I really wanted to hit the 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 not so much the legal side, but the uh, what can what what can a person do type of side. So uh, I love that kind of message. So if you guys haven't seen that, if you guys want it. Please message us down below. We'll get you that link uh, if you'd like. Uh, you guys can see that conference. Since it was wasn't a couple hours, I think. I think it. And uh, so we're, we're actually doing another one here in June. We just plan. plan. It's going to be amazing. And you know what the topic is? I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag on this one. I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag on this one. Here's what it's going to be: how to get involved in local government and how powerful is local government. We're going to give you step by step the best way we can so that you can make a difference. Whether it's school boards, whether it's mayoral, whether it's county council, city council, all that stuff. So we got a bunch of news bits coming out. Look at that. Hobbs, New Mexico, Rochester, New go. York, Heck yeah. Rochester, New York, here down in PSL. Boy, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's yeah. Orlando's on, buddy. Look at that. <laughs> See this hat? 1776truth.store. You want to support your boys? Keep us on the podcast. Keep us moving out there so we can go reach more people and save souls for Jesus Christ. This is the way to do it. Because guys, guess what? I'm not even afraid to say it. It takes money to do what we do. So we can't do it for free. Uh, a lot of places can't afford us to come in. So we raise our own support. Yeah, And we've absolutely. been doing that faithfully. So God is good. So before we get into news bits, I just want to announce uh, we have a special guest tonight. Oh my gosh. Dude. We have it's a special so guest. Cool. So and, and this is so 
important in this whole vaccine discussion is the idea of exemptions, the idea of hey, force, the idea of mandates. It's right. So we have a special guest of Brooke Jordan tonight. Um, we're going to get through our news bits. Yeah, we'll get her on we'll here. we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, so you ready for news bits? Yeah. So Kathy LaRocca, just, she's on, and, and we can get into that. She sure. said, it's my first time on wanting to know what is happening with vaccine advocates, how we can get involved. So we're going to be answering a lot of these questions. There Praise we go. God. Thank you. You, you came to so the right much, episode. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. Get into these news All bits, right, buddy. All right. News on. bits. Okay. So oh, our first story, Washington Supreme Court decided to open the door to forcing religious organizations to hire LGBTQ. Now, <laughs> What? You want to start this one off, or you no, want me go to? Ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you, go. For no, you do it. You do it. I, you know, here's 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 where it's at. We have a First Amendment, folks, and it's a First Amendment protection from the government. Funny how that most every state has it. I think pretty much every state has it, and and look, what they're doing behind closed doors. They're, again, we we say this probably every podcast. We keep reminding you because the more you're told, the more you understand. Right? The more you read, the more you understand, and the more you read the same thing, the more you understand. Mm -hmm. So here it is. Religious freedom exists because God gave it to us. The Second Amendment exists because God gave it to us. The Fourth Amendment exists, unreasonable search and seizure, because God gave us that right. States' rights, individual sovereignty, all that stuff exists because God gave us that right. You want to debate me on that? That's fine. Go back and research some of the things that we've done. I've done the, the biblical heritage of America. I've done all that stuff and what, what the founders believed and why, and why. Were they perfect men? My gosh, no. Oh, my gosh. It's not. They were flawed men, men, right? But can use a flawed man to do great things, and that's why we did this. So yeah. here's, and, you know, go ahead. No, go ahead. So so yeah. the Washington Supreme Court opens the door to force religious organizations to hire LGBT. Why does an LGBTQ want to work for a religious organization? Yeah. They don't. You know what they want to do is destroy. Now, I'm not saying every LGBTQ person is for this. Matter of fact, you meet most of them. They really just want to be left alone. Uh, it's the active ones and the ones that scream loudest. They're the ones who've been who've been really traumatized and hurt. That's that's fine. I was traumatized and hurt and hurt to a kid. Um, dabbled in it for a while. You know what I mean? Until God saved me. So you can't tell me that it can't change because God can change anyone, and He changed me. But what they're doing here is they're forcing churches, and you know why? Because now the church has become a commodity. Church has become a business. The church has become what we can make uh, public, right? Yeah. Instead of it's being its own thing. We've now depended on the state to determine what a church is through whether 501c3s or whatever. Yeah. And and what, what we've really ended up doing is we've decided that your religious beliefs and convictions are secondary to another person's um, identity. Um, the way a person self-identifies is now more important than your own beliefs or convictions in a religious setting. So what happened in this situation was there was an original ruling about two years ago that dismissed there was a bisexual attorney and the ruling dismissed his complaint against a gospel mission when it refused to hire him after learning about his sexuality. Uh, that judge judge said that the mission was within its capacity to exempt employment due to religious protections, freedom of religion. Well, the case has now gone to the Supreme Court, and they reversed the ruling and ordered the case to return to the lower court. So basically they said, we don't agree with what this judge said. We're going to null and void the ruling, and we're going to send it back to the lower court to be heard again. One of the things about this, and you're noticing it in different realms, is your religious convictions are now being, being put up to be on, on the chopping block. In the Constitution, the First Amendment protects the freedom of religion. It protects you to be able to determine what are your convictions and your beliefs. But now with especially the Equality Act that's coming out, 
what we have now is we've we have people who have decided that a person's identity or who a person is is vastly more important than the convictions of of another person. And so what you've really done, and they even said in the Equality Act, do not forget that they said that the RRA, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, has no bearing. It cannot, cannot be used against the Equality Act. And so what you're going to find is now suddenly religious organizations have no exemption in order to determine who are they going to hire. Here's where that's the biggest issue. Ain't that some? If your employees in a religious organization, if your employees do not hold to the religious tenets and convictions of your organization, you've now sowed dissension in there. You've so so thing that yep. is going to tear it apart. It's going to cre create controversy. They've actually they've actually had this on college campuses where colleges have told student organizations that you cannot discriminate against people who don't have your convictions or beliefs. Exactly. They, and they were told you must be allowed. You must be able to allow people who are atheists or gay or whatever have leadership positions in your religious organization, or you lose your funding. This is going to happen to churches and religious organizations if stuff isn't stopped. Right. Well, it's going to take pastors again. We've said this before a hundred times. It's going to take pastors. Uh, our special guest talked about it, too. You know, we, we kind of bite into this deception that we don't need to get involved. Now, here's what I'm going to say right off the onset. We don't need a majority to get involved. We just need people to stand up mm -hmm. and people will take notice, dude. I'm serious. And so um, it's going to take us to stand against it and not comply and not yeah. be complicit. Now, some of you will say, well, I got to do what the government says. I can't wait till our Romans 13 curriculum is done for you pastors because we're going to get that uh, out as soon, as soon as possible. But here's the thing. He's right. It will continue to happen until we say no. Say no. When you have civil disobedience, when you have a non-violent, disobedient mindset, that's when things begin to change. Martin Luther King's a great example. He gets arrested. He writes the letter from a Birmingham jail. Have you guys ever read that? You know what he's doing half of that letter? Telling the church, this yeah, is why I'm in here because you didn't do this. He's I'm trying in to here. correct it. Exactly. He corrects the church and he's saying, guys, listen, I wouldn't be in here. And I know I know you're you think I'm harsh. But was Paul harsh when, when he had rebuke Herod? Was it was it hard? Was it for the gospel? You know, yeah. like his whole thing was for liberty and freedom, and we need to do the same thing. So it's gonna take us to stand and to do these things. So I mean, there's a lot with this. Uh St Stevie Wonder just said, uh, what are your thoughts of what Jerry Nadler said? God's will is no concern to this Congress. Yeah. Uh, this is why he should have never been elected. Yeah, you know, because God's will is the Congress. Read Romans thirteen. the The powers that be are ordained of God. The Bible says Romans thirteen one. So His power is ordained of God. And Not enough said. It 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 places us in the position of where the country is really at when we have uh, political leaders that are actually making that statement. Yep. Out and about, and and there isn't any real pushback by other political leaders. What that tells you is the state of the political position of our country. Now, when you go back a couple hundred years, those guys would have bristled at somebody saying that. They would have torn him apart. Guys like Washington, guys like Jefferson, guys like Madison, guys Adams, even Ben Franklin. Dude, for real, real. Even Franklin would have come against that. So if, if we want to understand the state of things, that's a perfect example. So we have to be willing to step up and do what we need to do. We have to be willing to start doing something because otherwise, if we back off and we say, well, it just is what it is, that attitude will only get worse. Listen, last quote I'll do. James Wilson said this. He was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Um, he wrote in 1804, he said this. Um, he was also the, a signer of the Constitution. 
Uh, um, it should always be remembered that this law made for men or nations flows from the, from the same divine source. It is the law of God. What we do indeed must be supplied by the perfections of his. Human law must rest its authority ultimately upon the authority that which law is divine. Bro, he signed the declaration. Uh-huh. These guys were in the room <laughs> writing these things. I am telling you, they meant this to happen. This is so crazy. I'll finish the quote. From this short but plain and I hope just statement of, of, uh, of things, we perceive a principal connection between all learned, learned persons. But especially between uh, the last two mentioned, the profession of divinity and profession of law, far, uh, far from being rivals or enemies, religion and law are twin sisters, friends and mutual assistants. Indeed, these two sciences run into each other because law cannot contradict itself. And that's what's yeah. been happening. If law, see, they're, they're saying we need to unoppress those people who are LGBTQ while you're oppressing me. Yeah. You're oppressing them. I'm not stopping them from coming into my organization, but they don't, don't uh, with my beliefs. Right. That's just how it is. What would, um, here, would, uh, black lives matter hire a cake Ku Klux Klan guy. And would you be mad at the black lives matter people for not hiring the Ku Klux Klan guy? Yeah. Because he doesn't align. It, it, yeah. It contradicts your mission. It and contradicts it the mission. your mission. So right? no freedom, get your pastors to stand. And I'm telling you, we're going to come out with this curriculum as soon as we can. Um, we're working tirelessly on this. We are because we got answers. And you know what? It's all found in Scripture. It's all found in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights. Very simply put, your state or your state constitutions, I promise, promise you up. State constitutions acknowledge Almighty God as a giver of right rights. Bottom line. So that's that's where we stand on that. Next. So, yeah. All right. Um, let's. Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to do? Oof. We got time for one more. One more. Uh, let's do. Ooh, Cuomo stripped of emergency yeah, powers. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Number two. Slide number two, Cuomo got stripped of emergency <laughs> powers. Now, part of me you laughs. New Yorkers are probably happy right now. <laughs> I, I give you guys credit, man. Um, you guys are finally fed up. Now, he's thank you, Jesus. He's getting put and pushed out of the boat. That's that's really what's going on. If you notice, dude, everybody <laughs> scattered from him and yep. they went boom. We can't use yep. you anymore. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> what's but. Dude, you can call me a conspiracy theorist all you want. I want to know who he made mad because the Democrats are like they turned him quick. Right. Uh, and it wasn't they just the, the numbers. It was like all of a sudden sexual allegations. Yeah. yeah, that one lady say he needs one more for me to prosecute. It's like, you need four? I thought y'all were all about believing women. Yeah, you know what I mean? they're up to what? Four, four or five? Yeah, now? I don't and even know, man. It's crazy. came out of the woodwork. And, crazy. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that they're not right or that their stories aren't true, but isn't it funny how this stuff always happens? Like, yep. it's not just one person. It ends up being like yeah, 25 several, that come so out. So many. So Cuomo, he, he got pushed to the dogs, um, and the legislature <laughs> went as far enough. <laughs> they, That's a good one. They, well, he did, right? <laughs> um the legislature has moved to strip him of his powers. Uh, he's expected to sign it, sign it. Uh, but he was claiming that he negotiated this, this legislation and negotiate, negotiated this bill. Um, Assemblyman Speaker Carl Hasty also disputed the claim, saying that nobody worked with the governor to cut a deal. And the Senate Deputy Majority Leader Michael Gianaris said on the floor that the governor lied. It was not part of the negotiations at all. Man, if you're going to lie... Don't do it where they'll call you out because they don't care about you now. Yeah, they don't, right? And now de Blasio's coming out against <laughs> yeah, him because yeah. he wants his governor's spot, right? Old de Blasio, he ain't going to miss it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Krista Kinson said he didn't get stripped of his pow- powers. He, he Dems uh, actually extended his powers. Definitely no sunset. It was a bait and switch from the Dems 
they, and media. So what they did is they said he cannot issue any new orders. The ones in place can stand or be altered with approval by the legislature. And yeah, we were going to get that, get to that. Thank you for pointing that out. This is an asterisk. So it wasn't that they fully stripped emergency powers. Oh boy, they know what but, they're doing, huh? But man, this media they, bait and switch stuff. Yeah. So one of the things, and I put in the notes, notice this bill did not fully remove move powers and allows everything he put in previously to, to continue. It basically tells Qualls Qualm, the legislature, we don't we don't have any faith in you anymore. So um, we're we're going to shoot a public shot across your bow, letting you know, yeah, you're you're not in this anymore. Yeah. Right? Um, also, uh, Andrew just said it's a distraction from the nursing home COVID cases. I completely agree. But. I've just never seen this kind of swarm yeah. on him. You know no, what I mean? It's, and it may expose them. them out. It may expose the whole legislature. That's probably whether yeah, he's the scapegoat or something. Who knows? I, 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 that's what's going on is they, they figure, well, we'll point all of the lights on him so that then, scapegoat, then we yeah. can kind of skate back into the into the dark. We'll just we'll hang shoot. everything on him. He's he's the martyr, man. He's the, yeah. the scapegoat yeah, that's yeah. getting sent out into the, the Chicago's former four governors were all in jail or did something yeah, crazy, yeah. right? This isn't new, <laughs> especially in New York, right? Kill babies at nine months, right? And then this stuff's happening. It's, yep. no, it's no surprise. Listen, didn't we say this before? If the government can tell you when life begins, it'll tell you when it ends. Do you think they cared about those lives in the homes? No, they cared about the numbers. They cared about the numbers. They wanted to fludge them. They wanted to put, and then they wanted to put it on Trump. But nothing to do with New York. No. You know what I mean? It's like it's crazy, crazy stuff what they can do in the media and all this other stuff. It is insane. So, no, they didn't strip his rights, obviously, because why would they do that? Yeah. Right. So they, they uh, want to leave it in place for the next guy. But they basically said, you're you're done for us. You know? Amen, Kathy. We've been praying to get Cuomo out of power for a long time. And you know, it's so funny. You have the power. So praise God. That's right. Yeah. You have the power not only before the Lord, but you have the power before before state. Uh, you're the ones that vote people in, and so let's get rocking, baby, baby. It doesn't take majority to prevail, Samuel Adams said. An irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. So that's why we do this, and that's why we're encouraging you. Please keep praying. Call your legislators and senators. It does not matter how many times. Bother the snot out of them mm -hmm. and get that done because, guys, you guys are the ones on the front lines, and we pray for you. We really do, New Yorkers. Um, we've got some really dear friends there. Krista Kinn's one of them, but, like, we just love you guys. We love uh, you stand and so so pray for that. So yeah, are, you are, we, are we going to get into guest? <laughs> let's let's do it. Do it. You want to do the intro? Right. Yeah, I'll do it. So Brooke Jordan, a wife for twenty. Brooke Jordan, wife of twenty years and a mother of three children. She is a care manager for adults and children with developmental disabilities and loves advocating for these individuals. More recently, she's become a fierce advocate for religious, parental, and medical freedoms, especially since the removal of religious exemption, the denial of medical exemption for her medically fragile children, and the subsequent removal and banning of all three of her children from, from the schools in New York State. So we want to welcome Brooke Jordan. Thank you. How are you, Brooke? Welcome, Brooke. Good. How are you? We're, we're 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 pretty excited now. I'm just going to tell you we listened to uh, what you were doing. Was it on the Connecticut floor? Was that what it was? Probably. So yeah. we, we we watched that uh, whole thing, and I told you from from the beginning of this, I can't do a backflip and I can't do a cartwheel. But in my mind, <laughs> I did about a hundred of them. I, you <laughs> rocked it, girl. I love there. And if you, I'm sure you watched it, or I hope you did, because in the background there's some guy who you made a point, and he and he was. He he was all about it. Like, I'm with that guy. That's right. I'm with him. <laughs> that was awesome. So we wanted to welcome you, and we we pray for you. We bless you. We thank you for taking a stand. And you know what? You just proved it. It can take a mom 
It could take someone thank you like you that can change something and get the, the spark of a nation behind you and, and people who really care. And so thank you for being an example. And, and again, I just want to bless you and speak life and see we're so honored. On the thank show. You. Yeah. So just to first get into this, um, I just want you to give us a quick summary of, of your story and, and why you're here, why this discussion is important. So. Um, so I'm here because, as he stated in in my bio, ultimately, um, New York removed the religious exemption uh, for us to refuse vaccinations for our children. And that had a devastating impact on my family, um, as I have three school age children, um, two of which are vaccine injured. Um, and, you know, it after it, it was not my plan to give them any more shots. Um, and again, there there's this idea that if you have a religious exemption that you can't also utilize a medical exemption, like the, the two can't be synonymous. And it's like, no, as far as I'm concerned, my um, relationship with God is always front and center. It is what rules my life. And if God shows me something as it relates to my children in an effort to get me to do something differently, then I'm going to walk in accordance. I'm going to do differently. Mm -hmm. So with my first daughter, um, after her year round of vaccination shots, she ended up with an infection in her leg and almost lost her leg. Um, she spent her first birthday in the hospital recovering from surgery. She's now um, 15 years old and hasn't had any shots since that last round. My son came after her and I only intended to give him the shot to get him home from the hospital because I didn't want to fight with CPS. Um, but then no more shots after that. But again, that was me acting in disobedience to God because I already knew after my daughter not to do any more. But I, I walked in fear. I was fearful of CPS being called. And so I allowed them to give him his shots. And he now has rheumatoid arthritis at the age of, he just turned 12 last month. He's got rheumatoid arthritis, which is directly linked to the hepatitis B shot, which is the only shot that he had at birth. So then with my um, third child, I was like, God, I hear you loud and clear because my son doesn't only have arthritis. He also has a chronic tick disorder. He has other prominent health issues that he's had since he was little um, that I knew was directly linked to that. So with my third child, I'm like, God, I hear you loud and clear. No, nothing is coming into this child's body. And she is now um, going to be seven next month and is completely 100% vaccine free. And the only one of my children out of the three that does not have one single solitary health issue. Hmm. So Dude, that's pretty much what got me to this point. And that's a direct reflection of my relationship with God and God revealing things, you know, to me. So when it came down to the choice of, you know, we're going to remove this religious exemption. Are you going to put your your kids in school? The answer is no. It's no, I'm not going to do it regardless of what you do. It's not going to change how I walk because I walk based according to how God tells me to move. Absolutely. You know, so ultimately they ended up getting kicked out of school. And because New York is following California, once they removed religious exemptions, then it became extremely difficult to get medical exemptions. 
So then even the children who were on medical exemptions were removed from their medical exemptions and no longer allowed access to school. My son has, as I said, rheumatoid arthritis, which is an auto-inflammatory disease. Why would I give him vaccinations, which cause as a side effect inflammation if he's got an auto-inflammatory disease? Exactly. And I couldn't get a doctor here to write a medical exemption for him. Oh, goodness. What was the number one thing that those doctors told you? What, what, did, what did they say when you would go to them? So first of all, when we moved to New York, um, I moved from Pennsylvania in 2015. When I moved here, it was next to impossible to even find a doctor to treat my children because they weren't being vaccinated. So I finally found a family practice and I worked with a nurse practitioner. The nurse practitioner was willing to write the medical exemption, but it had to be signed off by the physician. No physician would even see my children because they're not vaccinated. They wouldn't, wouldn't even see them. No. Oh my they wouldn't even review their charts. Goodness. So so in that video, because you, you, you spit out a ton of information and that's so good because we want to hear more of the story. But what did I hear right that when you refused and when the kids were kicked out of school, you're, you have an open CPS case right now. Am I right about this? It's closed, it's closed now. But yes, that's ultimately what ended up happening, because um, as far as I was concerned, I was not removing my children from school. Now, you, you have to understand, I had homeschooled my children before. My children have been mostly homeschooled because I was in a position to where I could do that. Right. In 2018, all of that changed. My New York State changed the position that I did. I was no longer allowed to work from home with the flexible schedule that I had. I now had to go into an office. So we specifically picked up my family, moved to what we considered to be a better school district, which cost more money to live at, in, yep. to send my kids to school. You know, so we now get here. I'm ready to send them to school. And now they're saying, hey, they can't go to school because they don't have vaccines. So I went ahead and enrolled them anyway, um, knowing that, you know, there was the threat of getting them kicked out of them being kicked out, but hoping that I would be able to get a medical exemption because of our family history and my kids current health issues. And um, with that being said, you know, they. They, they would not, like I said, I could not get a, a medical exemption. So ultimately they wanted to kick my kids out of school. I told them they had to kick my kids out of school. I wasn't pulling them out of school. I wasn't gonna sign what they were considering to be um, uh, intent to homeschool because my intent was to have my kids use their constitutional right to be educated in the same school, school district as all of the rest of the kids that live here and have that constitutional right. So ultimately what they did in order to get me to sign that form was they filed a CPS case and charged me with negligence um, for, for not turning in the paper. But here's the thing. All I wanted was to have a sit down with the superintendent to find out what was the difference between my children being kicked out of school because they're unvaccinated and another child being kicked out of school for having bad behavior. Because the child that was kicked out for bad behavior could still have access to the school curriculum. They could get a tutor. Whoa. My children would be everything. Really? They wouldn't, wouldn't allow you access to the curriculum? Wow. They wouldn't allow me access to the curriculum. They took the computers back. And because of the type of work that I do, I'm also aware of children with disabilities who their only way of communicating with their families was through a, de a device, a tablet, 
where yeah. they use to communicate, but it's issued by the school. They removed the child's communication device from them. Oh so that then these kids couldn't even communicate with their family. Good. So, so how did the case close? How did how did you, you get the case? Well, this is, parents, this is yeah. good for parents because they're all afraid. If they stand, this kind of stuff's going to happen. Who so, likes GPS, right? Yeah. So ultimately, what ended up happening is once I removed my kids from school, as I stated, um, they were already homeschooled before. So I just put them back in the online program that they were doing while I continued to fight for them. So when CPS came to my house, they were able to see that they were doing the online program and had been doing the online program. But the problem is, is yes, they're doing the online program, but as any parent, I wanted what was best for my children. Yeah. What is best for my children was not for them to be home by themselves. Mm doing an online program while my husband is at a school teaching other people's children and while I'm at work. That's not what was in their best interest. You know, so um so yes, they were able to see that they were still doing work. You know, so ultimately they couldn't prove that we were negligent because they were doing schoolwork. But the bottom line is if anything the school district was negligent because they were denying them access to education, which by the way I went and met with the superintendent superintendent the week before um, they sent everybody home for COVID. And he specifically told me it was not possible for them to give my kids any sort of at-home tutoring. The very next week, the whole entire school district was sent home for at-home tutoring. And all of the children who have been kicked out, all 26,000 kids have still continued to be denied access to even receiving the at home, at home now. There's no more health risk. And I use these quotes because they're not health risk at all. But that was what their argument was that they were a danger to health. But now the kids are at home and they're still being denied access to an education. So, so right now, now you're kind of stuck in this limbo. Am I, am I correct? You're still, still stuck, stuck with this at home? Well, yeah, they're, they're at home because they removed the religious exemption and there's no matter, nobody will issue a medical exemption. All the doctors are afraid. Um, so yeah, they're stuck at home, but again, here's the thing. And I mean, some people might get upset when I say this, but my relationship with God is personal. It's personal. And when I, when I come to God and I tell him what my problem is, God always shows up for me. So whereas I was home before, I'm not going to say that this pandemic would be um, the will of God, but I am going to say that he brought me home. Absolutely. I am going to say that I'm at home now with my children who were kicked really? out of school. And, and I can't be anything but grateful for that. Come yeah. on. But, but that's between me and God. That's how he works. And I am going to say that in the face of all of those other people who said to me, well, then you should, you do have a choice. Homeschool your kids. Guess what? Their kids are at home too. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep going. And, and I, I love that because it's, it's so often that we don't think about that aspect um, during this whole, whole COVID thing. Um, I, I really see that as a blessing of the Lord that Kids were sent home and kids were forced to be home, which a lot of parents gave them the second thought of, why am I even sending them to a school that teaches them so much that I don't agree with? And I think it's given right. people a new opportunity on, to dude. have a perspective on homeschooling. The unfortunate part are 
parents like you and your husband who both of you work. And, and so now you've got to try and juggle having kids and having jobs and how do I get my kid educated? How do I keep my kid up to date? Which your, your situation was outside of the whole pandemic thing. Your, yours was 10 times worse and harder, but it, it still remains of this gave people a breath of fresh air of like, maybe I could do homeschooling or maybe I could, yeah, could yes. do homeschooling. Yes. Yes. And I think for- oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can go ahead. I, I was just going to say that it, it, that's kind of how God works. You know, from from the beginning, like I said, I always do stuff for me 100 um, percent based off of what God has called me to do. And as I said, my kids were homeschooled initially. You know, they, they were homeschooled. It was me. I got to the point where I was like, OK, with this change of job, I can't do this. And so I'm now saying to God, God, I can't do this. You know, I have to send them to school now. I can't do that. But to be honest, sending them to school went against what I had originally in, intended, you know, for my children, which was to school them at home. But I felt like I could not do it because of the amount of work and all of that stuff. And my youngest is at an age where she can't self-learn. She has to be taught. So it requires a lot. You know, so I was doing something that God probably was saying, hey, remember, we talked about this. You're going to teach them at home, you know. And so I was kind of going against that. Like, God, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Like, I can't do this. I need them to go to school. And God's like, uh-huh. Now they're they're back here and you don't have this as an option anymore. Yeah. Now what are you going to do? And the end of the, you know, ultimately. For me as a Christian, the end result is, what am I going to do? I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust that he's going to work it out. That being said, I am still going to fight the system. Amen. Because what they're doing is wrong. It's not right. You know, so even though in my own home, I may have resolved that this is where God wants my children to be. I am still going to fight, you know what what they're doing because there are a lot of other families who cannot do this you know there are a lot of children with disabilities who need to be in school they need the therapies that being in school provide and they need to be able to be in there without harming themselves to do so yeah also too uh Ken just said that she said, said it's a point new york state actually has the right to free public education including in our new york, new york state constitution with schools are violating right so in other words there is like you said it's totally constitutional which it should be it yeah. should be worth paying for it. education. It's they, your money. They don't have a problem kicking your kids up, but you sure are paying the tax money to send up the taxes. Taxes for it. You know, they still got you on the hook for that, correct? So <laughs> like, let me let me let me. I'm not switching gears. I'm just gonna kind of go with this for a minute because you just gave so much trust and courage to, to, to mom, moms, dads. Um, and I'm serious about that because a lot, a lot of people are afraid to fight. Let's shoot straight. Fear is a real thing. You know, the Bible says fear not. Everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't fear. The Bible says fear not. The reason why it's written is because we do fear. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. it's an encouragement. Don't fear. And so um, when when I don't know how much you know about vaccinations, but in your Christian or your opinion, your view, right? Um, I, I, we had a we had a, a listener basically text in saying, uh, you know, can we talk about aborted cells and aborted uh, fetus and this stuff? Yeah. I don't know where you stand on that stuff, and I don't, you know, get into that stuff. I know you're, you know, you're just for the rights of of parents and and, and kids and stuff. Because this isn't just for disabled kids. This is for every no, kid, which we love that you're fighting for this. This is for every kid. This is for every parent. every kid. Every right. kid. Because the bottom line is, it's going to get to the point where even if you don't oppose something about it right now, 
If you let them take away all of your rights, there may be something that comes down the pike that you do oppose. As a Christian, I am opposed to the aborted fetal cells that are that are in vaccines, which when I first made the decision to not vaccinate anymore, I wasn't aware of. But now being completely aware of it, I will never, I will never allow that for any reason. I will never allow you to, and then the idea that you're sacrificing babies for the what you're considering to be the general good of my kids? No, I, I would never support that. I would never allow it. God did what he was supposed to do when he created us. No one was there when the first man was created. And to me, it's kind of insulting to God to think that he needs their man's intervention on the first day of life. It's God. like, oh, I created this whole being with all of these details, some organs that man don't doesn't even have a name for. They don't even know they exist still because they don't know the whole entire body. Right. And yet and still he needed he needs their help on the first day of life to inject their kids with, you know, toxins and chemicals and all that stuff for, for their good. Absolutely not. It's an insult to God as far as I'm concerned. And any person that doesn't see how that's insulting to God is problematic. You see the pattern. Actually, if we could shoot straight, it's demonic. Romans yeah. one. I mean, just straight up, they don't see the 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 spiritual war that's going on. And I don't know why people are afraid to talk about this. Straight up, like you're, you're operating from the world system. You're blinded by the the God of this world. That's what the Bible says, right? That's what they're doing. A lot of people, especially Christians, this is what's so shocking about it. About it is Christians actually vote for things like this, and they're like, "Well, it's for the good." So touch of God mm-hmm. in healing our body, you know, and w- why I was chuckling before about you saying like man needs to get involved in what God created because he sits in heavens that laughs at man's plans. Yeah. Bible says he breaks, the, you know, the man shall come against God. They'll break the bars asunder. Psalm two. He's like, I sit in the heavens and laugh. I don't even know your plans because it's like so foreign for me. Like his ways are so greater than us. That's why I trust that if we keep fighting, he answered Abraham's prayer. 50 right righteous. God, there's more than that in this country. And so there are 7,000 that have them, but they need to, they need to be able to leave that in Jesus' name. I know we're going to see the victory for our kids because we're teaching them how to fight spiritually. And so um, you, do you have any other questions? There's tons no, no, of no, no, no. So there's, there's so much I want to tap into here because yeah. there's, you know, not just for, not just for on, on the basis of vaccinations and constitutionally, what right now is your greatest fight? So are you still fighting a lot of these things? Are you going on speaking guys? You know why you should donate here so we can give her a job so she can work <laughs> for us. Yeah. So she can go yeah. speak for, speak for us. <laughs> We need you on front lines, yeah, and I want to keep it there because you're willing to fight to fight, and I'm I, I'm so, so am I. Uh, but like, what's your greatest fight right now, so that we can tell these guys? And then in our state, how do we fight for it in Florida? Because guys, they're doing the same thing here. They're just yeah. throwing little hints and shots. You know, we know DeSantis said he wouldn't have vaccinations, but you what know, about the next guy. What that's about the next the guy? Question, that's that's you know? really it. So, what's the greatest fight you're fighting right now as we speak? So for, for, for us, I think we're, we're fighting what's coming down the pike with all of this COVID stuff. You know, uh, we're fighting, uh, unfortunately, we're fighting the mask mandates and, and things like that because, of, of, again, because of the health of our, of our children, of our family. But um, we're fighting the, they're currently trying to come out with some sort of, we've seen what they've been doing in Israel, but they're trying to come out with some form of a, um, COVID, va- uh, COVID vaccine passport here in New York state. So we're fighting that with the legislators. We're fighting, there are some legislators here who think that it should be mandatory for teachers to get the COVID vaccine. We're fighting that. We're fighting 
any mandates that they're trying to add to the schedule for, for the children, because as soon as they say, especially for places like New York, California, places that have already had the religious exemption removed, as soon as they say it's a goal for children, you better believe that they are going to add it to the kids' schedule. And here's why. It's, it's, it's largely about money. We know their whole depopulation agenda, but it's largely about money too. And right now the adults have the right to refuse it. As soon as they put it on that child's vaccination schedule, there's no refusal unless you, you know, end up in the seat that I am in because you don't have any exemptions left, you know? So as far as what you can do to help, I, I would say just get involved in your local groups that are fighting these things show up because it, it, it does make a difference when you show up in presence. Obviously right now we can't show up in person. Um, that year that my kids were kicked out of school, I was spending my lunch breaks at the legislative office building, going from assemblyman's office to assemblyman's office. To senator, senator, I was going my every lunch break two to three times, four times a week. I was at the legislative office building trying to fight for their right to be able to go back to school, you what, know. And, and when you would go into those offices, what kind of response would you get? for the most part? Like, how did those conversations go? Just to, to give the listeners a, an idea into the mind of like, you can actually confront or your assemblyman, your legislature, right? So how did those interactions go? So it usually involved a lot of tears on my end because for a whole year, I couldn't even have this discussion without crying because I just, uh, you know, uh, I'm seeing my kids, my, all three of my kids were at an age where they were supposed to be graduating that year. As a parent, you just want to be able to participate in that stuff, you know? So it was just a matter of knocking on the door or calling ahead of time and scheduling a meeting, going and sit down with them and just making what to them was a behind the scenes issue, giving it a personal face, you know, telling them your story letting them see your raw emotions and how you feel as to what happened, you know, and just really personalizing it for them. Because a lot of them just sit on their phones while people are talking and stuff like that. They're not really paying attention. But when you get up and close and personal, I had this one assemblyman who I was literally adding him to everything that I tweeted, everything that I tweeted. I did like a whole Black History Month Thing because they want it they were a part of the black caucus in fact i think he was one of the the leaders and you know he wanted to say that black kids lives mattered and all of that stuff i'm like well if that's the case then how come the education of my three black children so i literally was like tweeting everything i tweeted i would at him at him at him at him so finally when i did get a meeting with him in his office his, his last words to me were, now that you met with me, can you stop adding me on Twitter now? Yeah. <laughs> depends. How are you going to vote? <laughs> exactly. Right. It depends. What are you going to do for my kids, you know? <laughs> are my kids going to be able to go back to school? If not, then no, I'm going to keep adding you, you know? But there are ways that you can get their, get their attention. Call, send letters, email them, show up. And again, get involved with whatever your local group is that it that is doing these things because a lot of times people will feel the same way but they won't think it's necessary to show up they yeah. think oh they have enough people it's never enough people that's right and we've we've made that that comment um <clears throat> more and more and we want to try and keep rehashing this idea that 
there's a lot of people that are are politicians that that they never hear from their constituents. They don't. And then so if they hear, they hear four or five that are passionate about a subject, they start going, okay, I've yeah, totally. Constituents are thinking about this, and I think I think people tend to think that the phone lines are always jammed to their bold. their congressman or their yeah, assemblyman, um, or you know, I'll send an email and it'll just disappear into the ether, or they'll never sit down with me. And I'm glad that you've you've kind of proven that wrong because you you went on your lunch break and you basically went down the hallway. Like that shows people that they can actually connect and and have an effect yeah, on yeah, yeah. it's another human being being it's the desk yeah and yeah. you can have an effect on another human so, being you know? yeah so so miss brooke i i have a question from a parent and this may seem basic but this is i think a legit question they said uh many parents are fearful to step up how do we get them to step up and fight and and i have my answers um i know my kids are worth everything i would sacrifice everything for my kids what what would you say to them who's in the fight so if you said, what, what do you do to get other parents to yeah, step what, up? What, what do we get them to do to step up and fight? You know what? That is a tough question because even here in my own area, you know, it's, it's challenging to get um, people to even understand that they should be fighting, you know, that, that, that there even is a fight. So I think I have a kid who's doing somersaults on my bed behind me. kiddo. <laughs> But um, so the it's their education is key, trying to educate um, parents on what even is going on and then helping them to understand that their voice matters. Because trust me, especially right now, everybody should have an understanding of what it feels like for them to say, hey, your kid has to stay home while you still work. That in and of itself should be enough to give every parent the energy to to get out there and fight because yeah. that is going to become your permanent life Fun. you know that you don't have a choice because you didn't fight you know yeah. on the day that they took our religious exemption away we had probably a couple of hundred people who showed up i don't think that a lot of people knew that they were going to vote on it that day but mm. only a couple of hundred of us showed up on that day the very next month they were doing something i don't know if it was a court trial or whatever we had thousands if those thousands had showed up on that day that they voted we probably would not have had the result that we had mm, wow. you know so you have to i get being afraid and all of that stuff but at the end of the day our children's lives their futures their health our way of life all of that is at stake in the most critical way right now. And and we're past the point where we can be silent, you know? Like I, I've, I've had parents before who have been afraid to say anything, to speak out on what how they feel or where they stand on certain issues because they're afraid of losing friends. Well, yeah. my kids' health, their life, their happiness is more important than any friendship that I can try and retain. My relationship with God and what God has called me to do to be bold, to speak out, you know, is greater than any friendship that I can try and maintain. People have said to me on social media, oh, I have to unfollow you. Your stuff is too negative. <laughs> You're always talking about issues. I'm like, unfollow away. As long as there are issues that need to be talked about, I can post pictures of my coffee later. But right now, people are dying, you know, yep. kids are, are being injured, being harmed and stuff like that. 
I would rather choose to spend my time doing stuff like that and and worry about my real in-person friendships instead of you know people who are offended by what I post on social media, yes. which is truth. Yeah, you know. There's a couple of quotes I want to read. Um, Cassie said this, parents need to stop being afraid to discuss these issues with other parents. I think that's the best way to do it is when you discuss with other parents, because that, that gets everybody kind of that, oh, I didn't know the yeah. thing, right? Because you go, you go to legislate, they're like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? But when you can get that built, but she said, uh, too many parents are afraid to step on toes or discuss parental choices regarding vaccines with others. Very true. Krista said this too, and I kind of, what I'm doing here is just echoing what you've been saying, because you're seeing parents now stand there you are that's just awesome man um and if you don't have local group find a couple of other parents and start a group people are looking for someone to stand together with we need more local groups doing this in our kitties across, across state and in our nation um i get lit when other people get lit brooke <laughs> so i get i get lit up um because it, it's just it's so cool to see god's people you know i love when people say man we don't have enough people it's like well, that's when god shows up the best just show up yeah, yeah you let god move man you let god move and so i'm uh i'm really excited brooke is there a way we can help uh i don't know if you do donations i don't know if you got a website i don't know if you got any of that stuff how can we follow you uh, and, I, and if you don't mind I, mike and i would like to pray pray for you family absolutely, uh, absolutely. so um prayer is wonderful prayer is is great work and we as far as following I'm never going to stop speaking truth. So I'm probably always going to be banned from, from all of the social media platforms that I have been on. I'm currently on day. I have like seven days left to my 30 day um, jail, which I had just come off of another 30 day jailing. I lasted three hours before I was put back in jail. Oh, man. But this time I, I possibly may come, come back in a little bit softer. But, um, you know, they can follow me on, on Facebook is probably the most place that I um, post and, and do things and stuff like that. And prayer, prayer is great as far as funding or and, and anything like that. I would just say find your your local areas or or your ministry, your organization. What you're doing is great. Send all your funding there. And and we if there is anything that we can do, let us know. Um, yeah, we it, and and if you are ever in Florida, you better look us up. Listen, <laughs> I cannot wait to get to Florida. Right now, I feel like a slave, and Florida is the, is the north. <laughs> I want to get to Florida. I, I, feel, I feel like I'm in bondage here in New York. And every time somebody goes to Florida, I'm like, man, I'm so jealous. I gotta get there. Look. You, wow. Hey, we got lots of room. Yeah, hey, we got room. We got, we got, he's growing. Hey, you might as well be a part yo, of it. We 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 got. We'll reserve a little spot. Don't you worry. We got we, you. We've got. The know, people like me have to stay in the. Uh, we got to stay in the desert place. You know, and, and hope to be able to resurrect some life back some of these places that are dying. And yes. and that's what I've been saying. I'm like, you know, unless God tells me to leave. I'm not gonna go anywhere. I know a lot of people have had to run from New York, and I get it. But for me, right now, God is telling me that this is where my fight is, and and unless He tells me to do otherwise, then I'm just gonna be here in the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> Good for you. But you know what? You're also in the valley. You're also in the valley of life. You know, that's exactly. Where, that's where God finds you, and and you know, um, the uh, I. I is, you know, when Ezekiel was prophesying to dead, dry bones, notice he didn't go to a fertile place. He was in the Absolutely. 
yeah. and God resurrected. And so like, you know, um, John M said this, a constitution of God once changed from freedom, freedom be restored, liberty once lost is forever. Let's not lose this. And it's on us. It's We're held, held responsible, guys, for what we know. You want to get involved? You want to know how you can get involved? You want to know what's going to prod you? You know. You're held accountable for what you know. And you Absolutely. know this is, you know what's going on in state legislatures right now, not just with vaccines, with, with heavy taxation, with people being ousted for being religious, for churches being forced to shut down. There are so mm -hmm. many things that are happening. You're held responsible and accountable for what you know. That's how I got involved. It's, it's like, we can't put this down once I know. As a matter of fact, fact, Reziasis, I believe it's seven or eight, chapter eight. Chapter seven or ch chapter eight, he says, with much knowledge comes much sorrow. The more I know, the more sad. Because there's so much corruption out there. And it's like, Lord, here's, your, here's God's people. Lord, what do you want to do through us now? Because yeah. you've done it before and you can do it again. And so, Amen. Brooke, we're going to pray for you real quick. Uh, not Thank real you. quick. We're going to pray. Um, and someone's telling you to run for office. Look at this. We are praying for you. Look at you, girl. Look at you, girl. Yeah. You got some see? popularity here. Look at that. Dang. Well, I want to bless you. I want to bless your family. You um, pray then. Pray. Yeah, yeah. Father, I just thank you for this family. God of Moses, I thank you for the healing power of God over this family right now. God, I thank you for your anointing, Lord. I believe on the one who believes for me, which is Jesus Christ. And I thank you, God. You fill this woman. You fill her family. You fill them from the top of the head to the sole of their feet, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for destruction of the enemy's works against them. I thank you, Lord. You stand as a bulwark in front of them, Father. You lead them. Father, she's do, doing things, Lord, and that, Father, you would give her that grace, Lord. You, you give her mercy, the thing, things she needs to move forward. Father, we are behind her in prayer, standing with that family. Father, we thank you for her children, Lord, and her children's children. We thank you, God, that they're blessed coming and going. I thank you, God, you open up new doors for her, Father, that she can fight and be a voice, Father. And those watching that want to fight, I plead the blood of Christ over them right now. And that, God, you give them that resource as well to fight, Father. We're here knowing this. We know the word of God. Now we have to have to stand amongst men to do it. Do it. Father, here's where we stand before the consuls, and you give her the words. words to, if we don't know what to say, you promise you give it to us. Father, I bless her with the tongue of the righteous. I bless her, Father God, with the, with the mindset of the righteous, Lord, that she has the strength of 10 men, Father. That, Lord, she can carry this torch, and we can carry it with her. In Jesus' name, in our states, Father, in our courthouses, in our homes, I pray you bless her house with peace right now. In Jesus' name, Father, and you would destroy again. You would set up angels around that house and destroy the enemy's works. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much. I receive. Thank you so much. Immediately what came to mind was voice of trumpets, um, Brooke. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this over. Lord, what you just gave to me was voice of trumpets, a, a voice that rings out loud and true. And Lord, I just pray over her right now that you would continue to produce in her the perseverance and strength in order to carry that voice of trumps, that the masses hear her voice, Lord, and that you would lift her up and protect her from the news of the enemy, the plans of the enemy, Lord. And I thank you for this family, that this family has chosen to stand with you the Lord. They have chosen to stand with you and be faithful in who you are in your name, no matter what comes. And Lord, I do not pray that the trial would be removed from her, but that you would make her family so strong that the trial would Come seem on, like dude. a smooth path, Lord. And that their faith would continue to deepen and grow and strengthen, Lord. Come on. That they would turn heads towards you, that they would turn faces, that, that they raise dry bones up to be renewed as, as your army, Lord. That the plans of the enemy on, would bro. not take 
down your plans, Lord, but that your plans would overcome. And we thank you that your plans will, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you have given us people to work in that field and have given us people to be able to move forward and make sure that your will gets done because you work through us, Lord. You are good to work through us. And I thank you for that, Lord, that we have the privilege, the opportunity, the blessing and favor to be able to be your vessels. And Father, I just pray over over her blessing and security and peace, Lord. Peace in that household, that there will be no division. There will be no strife. That that family will be one as yours. And that family will move through this earth and through this life as a light, a shining light on the hill for your will and your purpose. Lord, we love you. We love you because we know there is nowhere else we go. You are everything, Lord. And we thank thank you that. We thank you for who you are and what you you have done and are doing in life. Lord, we love you and thank you for these many blessings. In your name, amen. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. About to have revival up in here. Dang. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. Get us your address. We want to send you this shirt. We we make a ton of these and people love it. That is awesome. That is amazing. We'll we'll send you a couple for your family. And uh, on the show, girl, we'll have you on again because we want to keep updating the the, the, we we love love what you're doing for for the families uh, and what you're doing out there in New York. Girl, keep standing, standing. We're behind you. And your family will will continue to promise you that we're going to continue to pray for you. If you need anything, please let us know, and we'll 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 keep the the, the rest updated on Facebook and Parlor and all that yeah. stuff that we have. So God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll thank we'll, you so we'll, much for having me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. So 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 guys, as we wrap up here, um, you heard it best. I I just love people like that. They, oh, dude, yeah. they just fire me up, me up because I think that's where you see. I look at her. She's like, I don't. I just did it. She just does. Us. It's like, that's it. Like, like people are like, how do I, do I need, I need the, the perfect, I need the perfect situation. I got to do it this way. Maybe if God opened this kind of door, look, the bottom line is the door's open right now. It's, it's open. And that's, go get it. That's what I love about her story is she on her lunch break while she's working, she went down and would just basically go office to office. And so what do you have to do to kind of step yourself out of your schedule and step you step yourself out of, out of teen and decide, Okay, what am I going to do that's maybe maybe just one step different in order to make a difference? That that Come might on. be okay. I'll I'll send one email a day to a politician. Yep. In and let them know how I feel, or I'll make one yep. phone call. I'll start a that. Day. I'll start that parent group. I'll, yeah. Whatever it takes to do, we do right. And we didn't know how we were going to start self evident. I just knew we had to start it, and it started with an idea in my office at home almost six years ago yep. right you were there yep. and it's just this idea that we needed to get out there and tell people people about the local heritage of america we felt it was so important to tell them law comes from god now look i'll look what it done. Mm-hmm. you know we've been able to reach so many people just because we said yes nobody look at me i'm not exactly the most best looking person that's not a cap on myself i'm not i'm not insecure what i'm saying is you don't need to be perfect to do it. Just let God use you. Hide yeah. behind that cross. Move forward. And you watch him open up doors no man can shut. Guys, what we've been able to do has been so amazing. And God is continuing to open the doors. Now being an assistant pastor at a church, all these things are awesome. God is moving, moving and he's doing through her. So you guys can do the same thing. You guys can see God move on your behalf. So, guys, we want to bless you. So you go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Uh, uh, you can find out tons more information. Again, check out our new website. Also, our merch. <laughs> you know we need help so get on there get a hat get a shirt you know what i mean we got a lot of stuff to do so 
you know, Cassidy just said this. We all use social media, and it's so important to use it to talk about these issues and create change when it's blasted in front of people's faces. They will see the light. Amen. That's exactly right. And that's the hope we need. We need. That's the faith and the hope we need. So, again, we love, love you guys much. We will see you very, very well next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you there. Sunday, 7 p.m., same as always. Be there. Be square. All right. Have a good night, guys. Adios. We love you.